Just making sure everyone's ready to move on here. Is everyone ready to, to move on and start freaking out or start worrying about OU recruiting? Or do we need to revisit what's uh, already been revisited for the past 48 hours? Are we good here? I, you got the tone from the text line the past two hours. Are we all good to move forward here? Uh, d- listen, Tyler, I was ready to move forward <laughs> an hour after it happened when my Twitter mentions were getting blown up. I hope that we are in a uh, mental space right now. We, we are ready to move forward and uh, maybe look way too into what uh, Danny Okoye tweeted on uh, Saturday night after Texas beat Alabama. Huh? Doesn't that sound a lot more fun? That sounds a lot more fun. I mean, look, okay, Art Browse was on the field after the game. Uh, it was a faux pas. It has been acknowledged by all of the involved parties. Uh, Jeff Levy has said it's not going to happen again. That's that. Let's talk about football and recruiting. Danny Okoye has set a date. It is Wednesday, September 20th, a week from this Wednesday at 6.30. He is announcing in Bixby. The top three was released over the weekend as well, which he said finna finna, uh, surprise y'all with that, right? And was anyone surprised with... OU in Texas and Tennessee, that's that's the top three, but we will get an announcement from Danny Okoye one week from this coming Wednesday. Now, the tweet that I'm sure some were um, maybe worrying a little bit about after the Texas-Alabama game, he said, quote, may or may not have made an adjustment after last night. I guess the, the tweet was actually on Sunday. Okay. Now, everyone has already logged a prediction in for Danny Okoye to land at OU locally, nationally, it's been fonged, everything. Um, should we look way too into that tweet or not Not that big of a deal? No, I mean. <laughs> no one's changed their prediction based I, off of that tweet, right? Yeah, no, I, I have no reason to believe anything substantial has changed there. Now, if he visits Texas this weekend, then okay, we can have the meltdown. But it, it, until or unless that happens... No, Oklahoma's got a stranglehold on the Danny Okoye recruitment. Sure feels like it. Um, He is scheduled to be at Texas this weekend. Do we know for sure if that visit is still taking place? Because if that visit isn't taking place, then I I think think we definitely know what the decision's going to be. Now, and and even if he were to take the Texas – here's kind of how I look at it. He takes the OU visit. Apparently that goes incredibly well. All the predictions roll in the Sunday and Monday after, which, like we said a week ago today, tells a story, right? If everyone locally and nationally all of a sudden are putting in predictions for you, then, well, something must have happened. Maybe something was said by Danny Okoye to the coaching staff while he was in town that weekend. And the fact that the date has been set, regardless if he takes the Texas visit or not, the fact the date has been set, before he takes that final uh, trip to Texas, would lead me to believe that OU is still very much the leader here. Is that a, a wrong way of going about this? No, that's a good evaluation, good assessment of where things stand. Lesson Hayes, Kansas, says, We are good with Okoye. He took Alabama out as top three, put Texas in, just a thought. Uh, I, 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 look, and I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know all of Danny Okoye's inner thoughts that led to his tweet Sunday morning, but I... I and most believe that long before this weekend, his top three was already Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas. So, didn't surprise me. Didn't catch me off guard when that top three came out. Yeah. Might have caught Tristan Lundy off guard, but not me. Yeah, the the top three is probably what it's been for 
for a while now. So you, you, you've had a lot of reasons to feel good about Danny Okoye for the past week, and unless something drastic changes here, and I think the only thing that could really happen is if he goes on that Texas visit uh, this weekend and something were to happen in Austin that makes him change his mind. But as of right now, it feels like it's going to be OU. The Tennessee visit, did he already take the Tennessee visit, or was that scheduled after uh, this weekend? Because what it feels like to me is, like, there's three teams here, but it feels like it's an OU in Texas battle, especially if the Tennessee visit's not going to happen now because of when he's going to announce. Yeah, he hasn't taken the Tennessee visit yet, and evidently he won't take the Tennessee visit because if he's announcing on September 20th, well, yeah. he can only be one place this weekend. So it's OU Texas really on September 20th is, is what it sounds like. And again, for a guy, like his timeline has always seemed... It, it was always tough to tell when exactly he was going to make a decision, so... The fact that it's now and still so close uh, to that recent Oklahoma visit, yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons to feel to feel good about that. And hey, remember what he said, Parker, when he was in town for the Arkansas State game. Well, I thought OU was going to play well against Arkansas State. I didn't think that they were going to play that well defensively. And if he was impressed by the defensive performance against Arkansas State, I bet he was impressed by the defensive performance against SMU this weekend. So that didn't hurt OU's chances either. Uh, Gosh, I wonder where OU ranks nationally in points allowed per game because they're sitting at 5.5 through two games. That'll play. Yeah. I would think top ten, right? If not top five. They were were definitely number one going into the weekend. Yes. Uh, That that one I can confirm without checking NCAA.com. But, yeah, nice little start to the year. Loco Ohio says, if Gentry Williams is still shaken up, could we see Josiah Wagner at corner? Have we seen him at all in the first two weeks? I know he did he not was play banged against up. SMU. He was banged up in the first and, game, right? Yeah, and he is dealing with a lingering groin injury. So perhaps that's I, – I would figure it's probably the same type of approach that the coaching staff is taking with Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk, which is to say that, okay, these guys aren't 100%. We're not going to completely hold them out of action if we – feel the need or feel the desire to throw them in there for a snap or two, then great. But we'll go – we'll take it easy on them until they're legitimately a full go. Yeah. What do you think – what do you think this is going to do for Texas recruiting, speaking of UT? Mm -hmm. Sure it's going to help out quite a bit, huh? Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about that, Tyler. Though I did see a Rivals – I don't know know if it was a fact or fiction. It was more of a story. Handicapping the odds, the Big 12 odds to finish with the best recruiting class – and rivals still say the uh, the favorites. The favorites right now is uh, Oklahoma to end up with the best best class in the Big Twelve. Which it's odd to say best class in the Big Twelve when none of these kids will ever play a Big Twelve football game. Right? It's like this class should be looked more as an SEC class. But rivals, at least right now, thinks yeah, OU's going to end up with a higher ranked class than Texas. And OU's sitting in a really good spot right now at seven, especially with Danny Okoye about to decide. Soon. Yeah. Again, I. I I would say it is as simple as this. If you flip Williams-Winary, you will have a higher-ranked class than Texas. If you do not flip Williams-Winary, Texas will have a higher-ranked class than Oklahoma. Someone must think, uh, you think Micah Hudson on signing day could be a, could be a, a Texas signee? Hmm. Yeah. Well, and not only Micah Hudson, but Ryan Wingo, too. Yeah, seriously. Both those guys. 
very squarely in the They've got a few Texas. five stars uh, still out there, Kobe, back, yeah. uh, Kobe Black included. Cole and KC says, if we beat Texas, imagine what that will do for our recruiting class. That is true, Cole. Um, that would help out with some momentum. Here's the thing. By the time OU plays Texas, uh, Danny Okoye will have decided. We'll see if Grant Bricks will have decided by then. There's, there's not going to be a whole lot of targets left on the board for OU by the time we get to the midway point in the season. Uh, Colin Simmons flipped from the 909. Yeah, he was, uh, he's Texas' highest-ranked commit right now, I believe. He was at LSU this weekend with his buddy Caden Durham. Uh, I don't know if there's any scuttlebutts on a potential Colin Simmons flip, but that uh, would impact the OU-Texas race rather significantly for the highest-ranked class. I, I, I will say this, the... Colin Baton Rouge hashtag is fantastic. I would like to see Colin Simmons end up at LSU solely for that reason. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, Zane says commitment alerts. If you watch Turk's vlog from the SMU game, he talks to Bergen Kaiser at 8 minutes 17 seconds who says he's committed to OU. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, ha- and he's has been, been that way for a few weeks. Yes, he has been committed to OU. For quite some time. Uh, I want to say it was late July that Bergen Kaiser committed. He is a three-star defensive end, Edmond Santa Fe High School. Uh, but he is committed in much the same way that Andy Bass is committed. Not on scholarship, in technicality, but as a preferred walk-on whose finances will be taken care of through NIL. Yeah. By the way, OU up to the number 7 overall class, according to Rivals, after the uh, commitments of um, Nigel Smith on Friday night. Did his, um, by the way, I, I was on the Instagram live channel, re- ready to, to watch that one live. Did it just never happen? Because I'm waiting for the Instagram to go live, and then all of a sudden I see the edit get dropped that he's uh, committed to OU. So I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if the video never worked or not, but OU gets Nigel Smith, number seven class on Rivals, number eight class on 24-7, the number nine class on on three, so a consensus top ten class. Uh, but we'll say they're the number seven class now, according to rivals. And they've just they they've got some real recruiting momentum right now, man. And you get Danny Okoye, you close on Grant Bricks, then your month of September here is gonna. It's I, I don't know if it's gonna be your single best recruiting month, but it's it's going to be up there for sure. From the five eighty, gosh, isn't this an evergreen take? It's clearly evident that Peyton Bowen needs to be on the field more. Uh, yeah. Ted you know, Roof you know basically be, said, uh, yeah, his ceiling is really high. Yeah, you know what's going to be a great recruiting tool for Oklahoma real soon here is Peyton Bowen in the secondary. Hey, any and all safeties, come be Peyton Bowen at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, you had to go through a lot uh, to get Peyton Bowen on campus, but... He's you would do it, it. You would do it all over again if you, I, if you had I would to, say so. Based on what he's already done and like what he projects to be uh, in his OU career, yeah, he's he's good. Ohio Sooner says, "Can we talk about Nigel Smith's commitment video uh, in the new Jumbotron at Melissa? That was absolute fire. Yeah, that was that was really cool. And that was the first game ever at that new stadium at Melissa, correct? I believe it was the second. Was it the second game? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. first year that it's opened, I guess. But that was." That was pretty neat, and and they did the did they do the commitment video right before the team ran on the ran out run out ran out on the field or was they it did. right after? Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a fantastic video too. I don't know if you saw it, but he basically like snaps his fingers 
and it's a transition from him in the Melissa jersey yep. to him in the Oklahoma Unity jersey. Yeah, very well done. No, no one was surprised that Nigel Smith picked uh, OU on Friday, including Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates, who were uh, hanging out in the end zone wearing hats that said Edgemen. How about that? <laughs> How about that look from Bates and Chavis, who were on hand at Mel- uh, Melissa High on Friday night? That was that was pretty sweet. Peyton says, "Can I get some credit?" For calling Peyton Bowen being a star, Tyler. Okay, come on, Peyton. The only reason you thought he was going to be a star is because you have the same name as him. I'm, Pey- I'm just, I'm kidding, by the way. I hear that from... I'll give you credit, Peyton, yes. Yes, you do get credit. Um, I get that from time to time on people. Whenever I tweet about Parker Livingstone, the four-star wide receiver who would have been a sooner if OU had decided to move on him, but instead they didn't, and he has since committed to Texas. But everybody's like, ah, Parker Livingstone's not that good. Parker just tweets about him because his name is Parker. But no, Peyton, you do get credit. That's what I'm going to do every Sunday after a college football slate. I'm going to hype up every single player in college football with the first name Tyler. Starting with Tyler Van Dyke Tyler, this weekend. When, when Tyler Buckner takes over as the starting quarterback at Alabama, oh, it's going to turn into a fan account. Yeah, hey, big fan of Tyler Van Dyke after what he did Saturday to Texas A&M. I tell you that much. Let's go. Let's go, Miami. Yes. One of the few good things that happened uh, nationally this weekend. I did not football. have that on my bingo card two weeks mm-hmm. into the season. Tyler McComas saying the words, let's go, Miami. <laughs> well, hey, they, when you beat Texas A&M, it's the first time I've ever said that. But when you beat A&M, I, 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 think, it's, uh, I think it's worthy. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot to get into with recruiting. Yes, we'll, we'll hit on Grant Bricks, Michael Boganowski. Andy Bash just had another unbelievable game on Friday night. Looks like he suffered a little bit of an injury. We'll give you an update on that as well. whole lot of OU recruiting on the other side. Keep it locked in the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. You guessed it, Ref Army, listening worldwide today via our free app. Just search KREF in the App Store. Blackfoot, Idaho is tuned in today, along with Lincoln, Nebraska, Peachtree City, Georgia, Thousand Oaks, California, Nashville, Tennessee, Joplin, Missouri, Wartrace, Tennessee, Killeen, Texas, home of anyone? Anyone know who's from Killeen, Texas? Ooh, I know this one. You do know this one? I know this one. There are two acceptable answers, actually. Can I give them both? Uh, yeah. There are, yeah, there are two acceptable answers. You're right. Tommy Harris. Uh-huh. And Joaquin Iglesias. Joaquin Iglesias. That is correct. Small Oklahoma town of the day. Guyman, Oklahoma. Uh, Ref Army Locator brought to you by Affordable Door, the official garage door company of the Oklahoma Sooner. So, anything to note from uh, weekend visitors? I know you had Christian Thatcher on with you, the 2025 linebacker out of Vegas. He say anything interesting when he was uh, on live, the uh, the ref pregame show on, on Saturday morning? I mean, he said, I'm going to be a Sooner. So, yeah, that was interesting. Oh, he, he just basically yeah, he just said it. Yeah. Like, huh. He flat out said, I'm going to be a Sooner. Did he tell the, the staff that at some point this weekend or – did he let them I mean, know the, that? Look, the kid hasn't committed, but he did come on the ref pregame show on Saturday and say, word for word, direct quote, I'm going to be a Sooner. So, so that's probably the closest to a live commitment we will ever get. <laughs> so he's silently, not so silently committed to OU right now, 
is 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 what it sounds like to me. That seems to be the deal. Hmm. Feel like we should uh, factor him into the 2025 class rankings uh, already. Is what it is what it sounds like to me. Anything else notable from? Uh, it wasn't a huge uh, visitor list this weekend, but anything else notable for many weekend visitors, 24, 25, and beyond. Uh, the Sooners got a guy that I expect to be a five-star in the 2025 class on campus for the first time. That would be linebacker Riley Pettijohn out of McKinney. Now, that's a guy whose dad goes back a long way, as I mentioned last week, with Mike Hawkins Sr. So uh, he's going to have a lot of folks in his ear, a lot of very vocal folks trying to push him to Oklahoma over the next couple of years. Obviously, Christian Thatcher is the guy amongst the 2025 class that was here this weekend that I think is the closest to committing publicly um now well he already did publicly <laughs> yeah i mean beyond and that threw the horns down for a photo yeah, with this on a he had an Sports. i love brent t-shirt he had a beat texas hat the dude was all decked Jeez, out did he sit in the student section as well during the game did he enroll in classes this weekend while he was here cannot confirm that man but uh yeah outside of that i mean nigel smith was in town fresh off his commitment lamont rogers Borderline five-star offensive tackle in the class of 2025. He was here. The Sooners made a couple 2026 offers at Mesquite Horn High School with visitors that were in town. Safety Markel Ford and athlete Legend B or Bay. Let we talked about this. Legend, yes, Legend Bay was not, offered. Not, not spelled B A E. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, what's interesting is that Oklahoma has not offered him at quarterback as several other programs have. They have offered him at wide receiver. Interesting. So, there you go. Uh, uh, there, were, there it is. Jimmy from Broken Arrow. I missed that. Who's going to be a Sooner? Well, according to him, according to the source, Christian Thatcher, 2025 linebacker out of Vegas, is going to be a Sooner. He said that live with Parker on the, uh, on the ref pregame show. Michael Patterson McDonald was, um, was also on the pregame show as well. And I believe I heard you ask him on the back end what his crystal ball prediction was for Danny Okoye, and he said, oh, you? Did, did, I, did I hear that correctly? Uh, I didn't ask him. He volunteered oh, that. He volunteer. was like, yeah, I think, I think we're getting Danny Okoye. So. He's, go, he's logged a uh, future cast crystal ball prediction like, uh, like everyone else. So, now appreciate Michael Patterson, McDonald, Christian Thatcher, uh, and several others for joining us on the pregame show on Saturday. That was that was that was good stuff, man. That was really really cool. Uh, Andy Bass, I love talking about Andy Bass. The Monday after a high school football weekend, uh, according to him, he tweeted out his own stats: fifteen of twenty for three hundred and sixty-five yards and five touchdowns. He also had four carries for one hundred and nine yards and two touchdowns. So that by itself is pretty impressive, right? 365 passing yards, along with five passing touchdowns. 109 rushing yards, along with two touchdowns. Seven total touchdowns, and he didn't play in the second quarter because of a thumb injury. So he had seven total touchdowns and three quarters of a play, Andy Bass did. Again, 15 completions, four Jeez. rushes. seven. T- so, like, when Andy Bass either completed a pass or tucked the ball to run, Heritage Hall scored on average one out of every three snaps. <laughs> it's insane, man. God, Andy Bass, get my man a fourth star. Can like, someone? No joke, can someone get get him a fourth star, please? Someone? Anyone? Does he have to average six touchdowns a game this year? That to get guy. It? That guy has my blue chip stamp of approval. I, Andy Bass is a four star. So he had six touchdowns in his first game. 
Seven touchdowns in his second game. The kid is probably going to average somewhere around five touchdowns per game this year. Like that, that could be a real number for him. And if he averages five touchdowns per game this year, we, 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 need, to, we need to get Andy Bass a four-star place. Uh, Sooner Gundy says, fellas, how long till Andy Bass is a five-star? Well, he's going to have to average about ten touchdowns per game probably to get his, uh, to get his fifth star. But kid, kid can play, man. He's, he's good, man. He's, he's special. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Captain Willard says the Thatcher kid was giddy Saturday. You could hear it in his voice how fired up he was. Yeah, and that's a pretty accurate summary of where Christian Thatcher stands with Oklahoma. Scott T. says her 2025 recruit, Art Bryles, was in town. Then he asked if that's too soon. Uh, Spence in Tulsa says the best road whites in college football are making their season debut Saturday afternoon, and, and nobody is talking about it. What gives? Well, they're actually wearing the unity uniforms on Saturday. That- it's it's a joke, Spence and Tulsa. I just wanted to momentarily kill your vibe. Nothing personal. Just it felt like the fun thing to do. We have Tulsa Day coming up on Friday. We have a legit pre and post game show uh, right outside of Chapman Stadium. I am very much looking forward to uh, Tulsa weekend. I, I think it's going to oh, be, be great. A lot of fun. I know a, a lot of our nine one eight listeners. And listeners around here that are just going to the game are going to join us. Uh, this coming weekend is going to be going to be big time, man. It's going to be big time. I would just like to see them play more uh, young wide receivers, if that's possible, on Saturday. I, as would I. And yes, the best road whites in college football do get used for the first time this weekend. That much I am excited for. Also excited just to take in a game at Chapman Stadium. It'll be different, but I think it'll be different in a good way. I've never uh, seen a game from there. Neither have I. I don't expect it to be Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, like we saw last year. But it'll be an overwhelming uh, OU crowd, but it'll it'll still be fun, man. From what, the, from watching college football in a place I've never seen a game before. 918 hey, listener bad. here. What are your thoughts on OU wearing the unity uniforms against Texas? Uh, that'll, I don't that think that'll happen. Yeah, that would, not be po- that would not even be possible this year because Texas is the designated home team and will therefore be uh, wearing their home jerseys, the burnt oranges. So Oklahoma will have to wear the road whites. I guess it's a possibility come 2024 and beyond, but I'd be I wouldn't very... count it. There's just too much tradition wrapped up in that. We rivalry. saw it in the Big 12 championship in, what, 2018? Um, but in terms of the game being played in Dallas, I, OU's not. That's never going to happen. I, it's going to be traditional for that game. Uh, on three, had a story about Grant Bricks saying that uh, he is working towards a decision and each of his three finalists are giving him something to think about. And in the story, Bricks said, quote, it's just Three really good options, and I'm struggling to pick between the three. OU, Nebraska, Kansas State. So we're, so we're really uh, including Kansas State in, in this Grip Bricks conversation I, I here? Get, well, and I, here's honestly what it feels like. And I hate to phrase it this way, but it's almost as if Grant Bricks is looking to give Nebraska and or Kansas State a reason for him not to go to Oklahoma. Now, in the end, I think there's a chance Oklahoma is just undeniable for Bricks, but the distance is a factor, as we've talked about. The issue on Nebraska's side is they're 0-2 and not looking very good right now, not looking very competent as a football team. Kansas State, look, I, I've said it before, this is more of an OU-Nebraska battle with K-State running a distant third, and I've had sources on the OUN tell me it's, it's flat-out not going to be Kansas State. But I wonder if Kansas State, starting out the season 2-0, and 
And Nebraska starting out the season 0-2 has Bricks kind of reevaluating things in that capacity. What I do know from the Kansas State end is that that staff feels like they've very much hit a roadblock with Bricks. And they're like, okay, well, we've shown you, told you everything we can possibly show and or tell you. At this point, we just got to sit and wait for you to make a decision. And that same feeling is starting to take root on the Oklahoma end, too. Yeah. Speaking of Nebraska, what uh, what number is higher this year? Andy Bass total touchdowns or turnovers by Jeff Sims at quarterback? Both numbers are going to be very high. But what's the highest number of the two? Jeff Sims turnovers, who I feel it's like right around seven right now. Yeah. Boy, he... Uh, and Matt Rule had to defend him earlier today saying, well, hey, Jeff Sims is our quarterback, which I know really? zero, zero Nebraska fans like to hear that today. Yeah, no. No, that's not going to go over well with that fan base. I'm going to take are. Andy Bass touchdowns, but we're still, not in, uh, we're still not in Big Ten play yet for Jeff Sims. More turnovers are, uh, are coming for the Nebraska starting quarterback. Until or unless he gets benched. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer. Chevrolet text line. We'll get to your text. More Cruton coming up next right here on The Ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. By the way, I did the 24-7 class calculator with Danny Okoye. So if Danny Okoye was to commit today, he's not going to, but he might commit in nine days. OU's got the number eight class right now on 24-7, they would jump up to the number seven class just behind Florida State at number six. So I don't know if that would bump them up to number six on rivals or not, but at least on 24-7, uh, they would jump up to the number seven class. Oh, they're still in very, very good position right now to uh, finish with the top eight class. You add Grant Bricks, Michael Boganowski to that list, then you, uh, you're in very, very good shape here moving forward. Uh, speaking of Michael Boganowski, Rivals had a short blurb about him and maybe where things are at right now. Uh, for the four-star athlete from Junction City, Kansas, Rivals says another visit to Oklahoma for the season opener went really well as OU and K-State battle it out for Boganowski, who is also keeping KU and Florida State very much in the mix. The message this time from the OU coaching staff was that the Sooners will need big safeties with their move to the SEC, and that could be appealing. But the uh, Kansas four-star athlete was back at Kansas State over the weekend, and that was expected to be another intriguing visit as well. So what's uh, – is it still feels still feel like OU maybe the slight leader for Boganowski? Or did Kansas State make up some ground this weekend? Mm, or hard to tell? It, it's really hard to – like, honestly – it feels like both of those schools have positioned themselves really well to the point where it's almost a coin flip. Are you counting on Boganowski in Oklahoma's class right now? No, certainly not the way you were two, three months ago with how long this thing has dragged out. But by the same token, is Kansas State counting on Boganowski being in the class? No, not a chance. It's like both these schools have optimism, but not what you would categorize as confidence. And you can't really have confidence when a kid keeps going to one school, then to the other school, then to the one school, then to the other school. Again. But, I'm like te- uh, but I'm keeping KU and Florida State in the mix as yeah, well. Okay, that's just it, not a it, thing. It'll be OU and Kansas State, I, I know. But it's just funny every time that that's brought up. Well, yeah, KU and Florida State, too. All right. It's OU and Kansas State here for Michael Boganowski. We're and, just kind of in a holding pattern with he and Grant Bricks right now. Well, is what and, it feels like. And what's weird is... Recruitments that go back and forth and back and forth, and you're using the coin flip terminology, generally those are the dramatic ones. 
These recruitments have been anything but dramatic. Like it's not as if these guys are out playing up both sides endlessly. They're just two kids that I think are torn between a decision that they're going to have to make between staying close to home or going somewhere where the development and the opportunity to compete for championships is better. And Oklahoma is the latter school in both cases. Bragged about Andy Bass and his night against uh, Clinton on Friday night, those seven total touchdowns, even though he didn't play in the second quarter. How about David Stone's pick six? In terms of OU commits. Thick six. Thick six with uh, how many C's would you like? Would you like three C's? Would you like four C's? Five C's, one for every star. Five C's, one for every star. That was the highlight play of the weekend for any OU commit. A 94-yard pick six. At the time, it was a pretty close game uh, for, for IMG. But David Stone, thick six with five C's, goes the other way. The... Um, you didn't need another reason to be excited about the five-star, but that was just an, another reason to add to the list of, oh, yeah, 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 he, he, he's capable of making that play? Okay. And, and then outrunning offensive players to get in the end zone? Yeah, I like, I like David Stone a lot, as, uh, as does everyone else. Drew from Flyer Mound says, look, Kansas State's a dang good football team. And they are. They're reigning Big 12 champions. But, Drew and Flyer Mound continues, why the hell would anyone want to live in Kansas? Whoa, man, Drew. Trust me, I live in Texas, and people say the same about why would you want to live and play in Oklahoma. Um, Kenneth Murray would tell you because he likes to win. That is true. Actually, he wouldn't tell you. He has told people before in the state of Texas that he likes to win. That's why he crossed the Red River and played for Oklahoma. Uh, Mark in Newcastle says, Tyler, have you ever had anyone go full sparty on you during a phone call just curious that's one of those um, <laughs> oh gosh if you know you know comments uh-huh. there mark to my knowledge no that has never happened to me before um i really hope that that's the case but michigan state recruiting yikes that's about to take a nosedive i would guess and they and they didn't have a great class committed uh with mel tucker but now that Mel Tucker, he's officially not fired, right? Like, there was a report that he's going to be fired, but they're still kind of investigating it. Like, Mel Tucker is going to, to be fired very soon. Um, what that means for Michigan State moving forward, we'll see. But they are not going to have the uh, recruiting buzz moving forward that I think that they had at one point. That's that's very, very, very damaging to uh, Sparty's recruiting efforts. By the way, for those of you just tuning in, Scary Gary on the text line challenged Cherokee Sooner to an Indian leg wrestling match for the Cherokee Sooner, uh, for the Cherokee Sooner moniker. Uh, Cherokee Sooner did respond and said, Scary Gary, you can't have my username. I worked hard for my five stars. Put in the work on the keyboard and get your own fifth star. Did we just get a uh, commit? Justin Denson is committing to OU now. Justin Denson, come on down from the recruiting Doomer. Did uh, did a commit just happen live on air? No, not not to my knowledge. Hmm. And I don't. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think Oklahoma would take a commitment from Justin Denson right now because they're waiting out Mike Bo- uh, Michael Boganowski, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're looking to round out your safety hall with Michael Boganowski, you are not going to press the issue with other guys until you have a strong sense of where Boganowski is headed. Uh, Panda in Texas after Bama crapped the bed and UT won, Okoye said on social media, "quote May or may not 
have made an adjustment last night, end quote. Yeah, we we actually addressed that um, at the top of the show. I don't know, man. Like, that... That's the that's the first thing in probably several weeks that would give you any sort of pause on Danny Okoye not picking OU, but seeing as the decision date is being set and he hasn't even taken the the visit to Texas and we'll see if he even does or not. Like all the sign like outside of that tweet, Parker, all the signs make you think that Danny Okoye is going to commit to OU a week from Wednesday. So that's really the only thing that gives you pause and I'm not really going to let it give me too much pause because there's too many overwhelming signs that OU and Danny Okoye are in a very good place and he's going to pick OU over Texas and Tennessee in nine days. Yeah, Scott T says, can you explain what happens when a coach is fired? Can players enter the transfer portal immediately? They can't go and play immediately though, right? So yes, there is a 30-day window where players can enter the transfer portal immediately after the firing of a coach and to my understanding it will not affect their eligibility at their next destination but naturally you're also in classes at this point in the semester and there's a lot of complications that make it virtually impossible for a player to complete the process of a transfer mid-semester unless it's a situation like Jacob Lacey last year where he's already got his degree now What is going to be interesting, and several on Twitter, several other journalists have already made note of this. I think it's a conversation worth broaching, is if you are on the roster right now at Michigan State and you are mindful of where that program is headed and the fact that Mel Tucker is no longer going to be leading it one way or another, are you just checking out after four games, taking a red shirt, Saving a year of eligibility. Maybe. That's going to – it'll be interesting to see how the individuals on that roster play their cards in that capacity. Yeah, seriously. A a lot of people are saying, bye, Job, come home. Come on home, bye, Job, let's go. Come back to Norman. Could that be a potential thing? Uh, Without Mel Tucker Tucker there, I'm sure there's going to be a mass exodus. shelve that conversation until bye, Job actually gets in the portal, but – if and when he gets in the portal, uh, yeah, that would be a possibility. Hey, one quick thing um, from Saturday before we hit a break. Um, boy, the, the depth at corner really showed out Saturday night, did, did, it, did it not? Um, because we are kind of used to being in a place where, heck, maybe you just feel good about one corner and you feel shaky as is about that second corner spot, but you definitely feel nervous if you have to go to your third corner on the roster OU went to, what, its third corner on the roster Saturday, and everything worked out just fine. Yeah, we so saw Makari Vickers. We saw a lot of Kanai Walker. That depth, the depth at that spot is it's a lot better than it's been in previous years, and that really showed up on Saturday. Really did, man. Secondary depth is in a very, very, very good spot right That's now. That's the type of transformation you love to see. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Final segment of the day, well, at least on Locked In, coming up next. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno bringing you this hour of locked in. Going back to uh, Nigel Smith who committed on Friday. How about this? Uh, how about how about this from Hudson Standish, twenty four seven Sports National Scouting Analyst? He says Nigel Smith 
has been one of the most impactful Texas high school football players over the last three years, leading uh, suburb school Melissa from a top 25 4A Division I program in 2021 to now the number one team in 5A Division II per Dave Campbell's Texas football. I mean, that's that's quite the statement, man, that he's been one of the most impactful Texas high school football players over the past three years. Dang, dude. I, I, I think Nigel Smith is really good. So does everyone else, top 100 player. But is it is it fair to say that over the past three years he's been one of the most impactful players in the entire state? Oh, without question. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's not hyperbole. That's Nigel Smith for you. There's a reason why he's as highly ranked as it is. Oh, boy. The text line is mad at R.J. Young. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. We're mad at somebody else now. I don't hate that. Apparently, R.J. Young insulted the whole state of Oklahoma by saying, oh, you football was the only thing that we have to be proud of. Uh, hmm, interesting. I don't know if this the is only thing to the Levy drama or, like, where that came from, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got to go find R.J. Young's Twitter it, now. I uh, Don't do that. If this was Jeter July, we would do the rest of the show or an entire show, things uh, Oklahomans have to be proud about, <laughs> and just take submissions from the text line. Hmm. I don't see anything on R.J. Young's Twitter. C.D. from Hockley says, so Quinn Ewers plays out the rest of the year and goes pro. Where does Malik Murphy transfer to? Uh, Looking way to into the future, I bet Sark does everything in his power to sell a quarterback battle between Malik Murphy and Arch Manning and tries to keep Malik Murphy on campus. Good luck to him, though, because I I think Arch Manning's probably their, uh, their starter going into the SEC, I would guess. The Quinn Ewers made himself a lot of money Saturday, and I've been a doubter on Texas. I've been a doubter on Quinn Ewers, and um, he didn't just prove me wrong. He was the national player of the week <laughs> this this past week in college football. He he lit it up, man. What do you have? Twenty tackles? Was that the figure? No, I'm Quinn Ewers, not uh, Danny Stutzman. Oh oh, why, why did I? Th- I was completely lost there, but yeah, no, Quinn Ewers. <sighs> And I hate I hate giving credit to Texas, as you know. I hate saying anything nice about Texas. But that was a good win. You win in Tuscaloosa. It was a great win. It was yeah. our best win in over a decade. You win in Tuscaloosa. That uh, that means something. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you Texas is back like R.J. Young did or like Paul Feinbaum did. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they looked good Saturday night. Drew from Flower Mount, if I'm Malik Murphy, I'm looking at Florida. That's if he did enter into the portal. Uh, Captain Willer, you said he had to play the best game of his career, and he did. Yeah, I I said that multiple times last week, and uh, he did. 24 of 38 for 349 yards and three touchdowns. I don't mind being wrong, but having to come back on Monday and saying that you're wrong about Quinn Ewers in Texas, not not very fun. Not very fun. From a 918 listener, Patty Gasso just went to Tulsa and slapped the crap out of RJ. It's all taken care of now. Good. I mean, that'll shut him up then. Daniel Akinkumi, he is going to announce on October 12th, so a week from tomorrow. Rivals had a little short write-up about him as well. Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Baylor are the top five for the high three-star O-lineman from London's NFL Academy. And a recent visit to Norman has moved the Sooners right to the top. Akinkumi called the visit amazing in various ways. He loved the message more from Oklahoma than any other schools, and he hasn't seen anything like it before. Literally, he hasn't seen anything like <laughs> well, it before. Yes, that because is that's true. the only college Fact football check. game he's ever seen. Fact check. True. Yes. Not hyperbole. 
He quite literally has not seen anything like it before, and that's uh, evidently all he feels like he needs to see in order to make a decision. But still, the decision's not going to come for, for another month. I know. I, I need to get to the bottom of why October 12th. I have to imagine that date has some sort of personal significance, but still, like that's a month away. Yeah, for, for like where he's at right now in his recruitment, where OU's at right now in his recruitment, because he's not taking any other visits. And you would think if an international kid just shuts it down, uh, there's no chance for him just to take a random unofficial visit throughout the weekend. Uh, he's, he's done. He, he's shutting it down. John from Tulsa. Month. John from Tulsa. Could we see another mass exodus from A&M this spring? After losing Miami, it's not crazy to think they could drop four games this year. If they continue to stagnate, does McKinley's chances of flipping surpass Winery's? I don't know, John. I don't know if I can say for certain right now, but... Yeah, old Jimbo and the unholy trinity, Fisher, Durkin, Petrino, uh, they sure hit a brick wall on Saturday. They didn't just lose. They got they got beat up by Miami, man. Miami really controlled that football game, and A&M was 5-7 and seven a year ago, so it can't get much worse than that. But it really feels like with the dynamic there in College Station, once things start to go wrong, woo boy, it could really get out of control there in College Station, which... I know we're all rooting for that to happen. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.